Welcome to WPcast, the professional WordPress podcast for WordPress entrepreneurs. I'm David. And I'm Doug. This is episode 7, all you ever wanted to know about WordPress backups. Let's move on to the change log. What have you been up to, Doug? So I've made some major changes to the efficient WP and pod WP websites. So I won't get into much detail about it now because in a later episode, I'll discuss what pod WP is and how I built it. But finally glad to get those major changes finished. Nice. In other news, we got a new five-star iTunes review. Thanks so much, BFT Rick, for leaving us this review. And we've also had a couple of good conversations going on in the comments, which you can find at wpcast.fm. In particular, Joe McNaughty from the Empire Flippers and Taylor Pearson from taylorpearson.me left some pretty good questions and we had some good back and forth there. Anyways, let's move on to the core. So we are talking about backups this week. The first thing on our list is why should you even make backups, Doug? Don't, doesn't your host already do this for you? So... Sometimes the host either doesn't make the backups or they don't make them often enough. And it really varies between your hosting providers. But my recommendation is to not rely on the host that you should have additional backups or backup backups, if you will. So you have a, a bit more control and more safety room. Yeah, so that makes sense even if you're using a managed host such as WP Engine. And I'm sure they've got a really good backup process in place there. But depending on what's going on on your site, if you have your customer data and blog posts and all those kind of things on your WordPress site, and I mean, this could destroy your business if somehow like your site, you know, you would lose your site and the backups wouldn't work anymore. You could, you could literally, like it could have a huge negative impact on your business. So you definitely want to um, have backups in place, even if your host does them for you already. Yeah, I've also noticed on a couple of smaller hosts that they have backup capability, but either they're automatic backups that you have to enable or you have to do the backups manually. So some of them have these capabilities, but unless you're actually going in to make the backups, usually you're not going to go look for them until something goes wrong and you need it. But if you didn't set it up in the first place, then you're at a loss. And one of the things that I've experienced is I've once enabled those automatic backups on a shared host. And what happened is that storage space that was allocated to me started to fill up because I was just like saving all those backups in my FTP tree and it started to fill up my storage space. So, so that's also another really good things. And another thing that could happen depending on how it's set up is that you could be making backups and making backups of those backups so that the storage of your backups can actually increase exponentially. So you have to be careful about that. Yeah, for sure. So, in terms of backups, first of all, there's two different things that you should be backing up with WordPress. So there's your database. This is where, you know, say like the content of your posts and your categories and your tags and all those kind of things live. And then you have the file structure, which is like the, you know, your themes and your plugins and especially the content of the WP content folder. So those are two completely different things. And based on what kind of backup solution you use, only one of those might get backed up. So you have to be very careful about that. So how often should you backup, Doug? It varies depending on your comfort level. But my general policy is to do database backups every day and to do file backups every week. If something does go wrong with your site, it's pretty rare that it'll mess up your files. But problems with your database, 
things getting deleted or reset installation uh, related issues, those are a lot more likely to affect just the database and not impact your files. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And of course, the other thing to think about is here, if you've got some kind of almost like a static, you know, say like a business type website where you never add any new content and nobody, you know, leaves comments, then probably setting the backup to once a month would be enough. But if you've got a very active blog with multiple blog posts a day and dozens or hundreds of comments, then you definitely want to back it up daily or maybe even go so far and back it up hourly because you're going to lose all of those comments and all of those posts if your database disappears. Yeah, so one reason why it's pretty rare to do file backups daily is the amount of storage space it takes up. That's why I usually do uh, weekly or, or maybe even monthly. Because they don't change that often, file backups can add a lot more to the space than just the database. Sometimes you may have a really large database if you have a lot of comments or you have a lot of content, but usually the database is a lot smaller than the files. Yeah. So we've already established that you should not be storing your backups on your own server because first of all, your server might be filling up very quickly, maybe even exponentially. But the other problem is that what if there's a problem with your server and your server fails and your backup is in your server too, right? I mean, that's the whole thing, the whole situation you want to avoid. You want to make sure that you don't store your backups on your server. So there's a couple of alternatives where you can store your backups quite easily and quite cheaply. One of those is Amazon S3. So you might have heard of Amazon S3. It's basically a file stored by Amazon. It's very cheap. It's about $0.03 cents per gigabyte per month. And I think there's also a couple of charges for like adding and retrieving files as well, but it is very, very cheap. I have not used Amazon S3 personally to backup WordPress, but I've actually used it to backup my local Mac computer and backup important files there. Yeah, it can take a little bit of getting used to just how the system is set up and how it's organized with buckets and folders and permissions and all that stuff, but it's pretty reliable and you can store a lot for very little money. There's also a free tier for the first year or some amount of time where if you're, unless your storage needs are really high, you're probably not going to get charged anything for a while. And then when you do have bills, they're going to come in at like a few cents or a couple dollars. So it's a pretty affordable solution for storing your backups. Now, I think you use uh, Dropbox for your backups. Is that right? Yeah. So we'll come to which plugin lets you do that later. But yeah, I'm a big fan of using Dropbox because I've got like the I've got the big Dropbox plan where I've got yeah like sixty or one hundred gigabytes or something like that. So I've got plenty of storage on there, and I just uh, like to back up my WordPress site to Dropbox. Have you done that before? So I don't store my uh, website backups on Dropbox, but I use it for all my personal stuff. You know, I've I've been using Dropbox for for a long time, and I was on the free plan for for a while too. I'm on the paid plan now because I wanted some more space, and also because I think it's it's absolutely worth it for a hundred bucks a year for a hundred gigs. And what happened with me actually is one day, this was back when I was uh, still on windows, my computer had died and I couldn't get it to, to start up, but I had everything backed up on Dropbox and I went and I bought a, a MacBook air that day. And by the end of the day, I had everything I needed. It was all saved on Dropbox. And I just set up the new computer, connected to Dropbox and everything downloaded. That was a big relief. I'm a big fan of Dropbox. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And 
uh, one third option to mention here besides um, Amazon S3 and Dropbox is uh, Google Drive. So you could also back up your WordPress site there. And Google released a new Google Apps plan recently where you pay $10 a month per user instead of $5 per month per user. But then you've got like unlimited storage or at least incredible, you know, incredibly massive amounts of storage. So I might actually be looking at that at some point later. Uh, but I'm a very happy Google Apps um, customer. Yeah, I found Google Drive to be a little bit less reliable than Dropbox. I don't think I've lost anything, but I've had sync issues come up a lot. And it does worry me that whenever I see any kind of error message. Yeah, we're having some small issues related to the podcast as well, where if we're exporting the podcast episode to Google Drive while we're still on Skype, then Skype seems to crash or the connection seems to crash or something like that. So there is some weird stuff going on with Google Drive. So so maybe Dropbox is, at least right now, still a more stable environment. Yeah, Google Drive is, is definitely cheaper for a lot of a lot more storage and definitely recommend taking a look at both of them. Yeah. So how do you actually make backups now that we've established some of the requirements? I think about three different ways to make backups, and that would be either manually using a plugin or using some kind of external service. So manually isn't recommended, but you should know how to do it anyway. It's a pain in the ass, basically. <laughs> yeah. So as David mentioned earlier, you need to back up both your database and your files. So either you use a cPanel or, or whatever uh, hosting platform you have, whatever their control panel is. Some of them will have some kind of full backup option. Or if you don't have that, then you would want to make a, an export from your MySQL database. And basically, you have to go in, check a bunch of boxes, create the file, and download it. Yeah, so the tool's usually called PHP My Admin. But it's really not, this whole step is just a little bit overcomplicated. So you're probably better off going down the plugin route. You could also use FTP to download the content of your WP-content folder if you can't do it using your cPanel. So what plugin do you recommend for making backups? Um, well, since I'm using Dropbox, there's a really nice plugin called WordPress Backup to Dropbox that I use. And it's pretty simple. It works. I'd highly recommend it. There also seems to be a plugin that does the exact same thing, but for Google Drive. I haven't tried that yet, but it looks solid as well. Uh, what about you? So I currently use the plugin BackWPUp. So there's a free version and a paid version. Mm -hmm. And I haven't tried the paid version yet, but I probably will because there's uh, there's some extra features in there. What kind of features? The one that is particularly interesting to me is incremental backups. So it'll back up the changed files and not everything. Uh -huh. So for when you're doing file backups, and if you have a lot of files or large files, and they don't change very often, you're basically you're making multiple copies of, of most of the same thing. And then occasionally you may add a new file, but the storage space of the new files is very small and you have tons of copies of these big older files and an incremental backup will just make backups of the new stuff. And then you'll be able to, in theory, make a full restore using the, all the old files and then all the files that have changed since then. But the actual storage mm -hmm. is much lower every time you make a new backup. And also the processing of the new backup is, is going to be a lot less since you're not backing up as many files. So there should be less chance of error with the backup. Sounds like a sounds like a nice feature, yeah. Yeah, so I haven't tested it out. It sounds really interesting. There's some other features in there, but that's the main one that I, I'm interested in for back to BPF. Another plugin that 
I've tried and a lot of people recommend is called Backup Buddy. Mm-hmm. And I used it uh, a couple of years ago. And basically, yeah. I had some issues with, with it working with multi-site. So officially, they don't support multi-site anymore. When I bought it, that was one of their main selling points. And then that mysteriously disappeared from their marketing. Huh. Uh, so I think they just had a lot of trouble with the compatibility and yeah. officially, uh, had to drop support from multi-site and, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, that was the main reason for me to use it. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I found some bugs coming up with it where it's, uh, it mostly did what, what I wanted it to do with multi-site, but then there were some small little bugs that didn't get fixed. And then once they dropped support, then I just figured that they weren't going to fix those things. Yeah. So backed up 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 supports multi-site? In in a way. You can Okay. It, it's not it doesn't let you do uh necessarily backups for individual sites. Mm-hmm. Well you you can do it but not easily. You have to select a bunch of options for every individual site. You know, one thing that I that I had been looking for for a while is something that would make separate backups for the individual sites on a multi-site installation. So if anybody knows of something that does that, I would love to hear it. Hmm. Plug-in idea Yeah. for somebody out there. So I've heard good things about Backup Buddy. I've never used it. I know a couple of people that really like it, but I don't think any of them use it in the context of a multi-site setting. So the last point here is external service. So those are basically software as a service, type services that you pay for every month and that connect to your WordPress site and take care of those backups. And one of them is WordPress, which I think is actually by the guys from Automatic. Yeah. Is that right? That's correct. Have you used WordPress? I haven't used it myself. I've heard it highly recommended by people, but it is fairly expensive, or at least it used to be. I think that they may have more affordable plans now. Yeah. But basically you're, you're paying for both the backup service and the storage. Most of these other providers, they don't store the backups for you, so you're going to have to set up separate systems. So it's kind of like a plug-and-play um, solution, but it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. So VaultPress is definitely the high-end. I've never heard of anyone that had a problem with VaultPress. Yeah. So that's a big plus. And the other external service is Manage WP, and Manage WP lets you do a couple of things. I think it might even do SEO rank tracking, and it kind of gives you a dashboard of all the WordPress sites that you connect to it, and you can like update them. And it's a pretty powerful management tool if you're managing a lot of different WordPress installs at the same time. But apparently, they also have a backup service. Have you tried that out? Yeah, I currently use uh, Manage WP mainly for the backups. I have three systems in place for backups. There's the host backup. Then I use BackWP up, and I also use Manage WP. So I have a lot of ways to be covered in case something goes wrong. And Manage WP is nice because it's simple to use. Once you connect your websites there, you can control it all from the Manage WP dashboard, and you don't have to go into individual sites to configure things. Cool. So once you've set up your backup solution, you should probably test them. And actually, to be honest, I'm guilty of not testing my backups. I'm just kind of assuming that they work. And, did. you know, I had a quick look at the files and it looks okay, but I have not fully tested any of my backups. So can you give us some more information on how to test your backups? Yeah, I think this is one of the things that most people are guilty of. My opinion is if you're making backups and they don't work, it's pretty much the same thing as not making the backups at all. So 
what I usually look for first is to do a sanity check on the file size. If you know your website is is really big, if it's you know a couple of gigabytes in in file size, but your backups you know are only one megabyte, then you're probably either just making a backup of the database and none of the files, or there's something wrong with the backup process. Maybe you didn't check the right boxes, or you configured something incorrectly, or the plugin is just broken. So I would do uh, a sanity check on the file size. Also with the database, if you know that the database is really big and the database backup is small, then there's probably something to worry about there. I would also download and unzip the files every once in a while. I've seen in, in a couple of instances where you try to unzip something and you get a, an error message that or the, the zip file has been corrupted. I've seen that before, yeah. And I'm not sure there's a way to uncorrupt it, but that's uh, one of the last things I want to see <laughs> if something goes wrong and I need to restore from a backup. That makes sense. And the final step is to actually do a, a test restore. So you may download this SQL file and it may unzip correctly. But then if you try to import it into a database and it doesn't accept it, then you've got a problem there. So I would also set up a test database and do a test restore from your database backup into that database just to make sure it works. So if you're using an external service like ManageWP or WordPress, I assume that you don't have to be messing with the SQL, right? You can just kind of restore it using their interface? Uh, yeah, you should be able to. Okay. It depends on comfort level and uh, how secure you want everything to be. I'm not sure, but that might also be a feature of Backup Buddy, if I'm correct, or at least some of the premium yeah. backup plugins where you can basically just kind of like click an import button instead of having to import the SQL manually. And it's not that complicated, but if you're not very tech savvy, this could be like a pretty huge hurdle to, you know, log into your database and run this SQL script. Yeah, that's a big advantage, the automatic restore. But of course, if, if you try it and it doesn't work, then then you have an issue. So I would I would test it out. Maybe make like a separate installation so you're not making any changes to the live site. Test it. But you definitely want to do the test. Otherwise, you, you don't know what you're paying for is actually working. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's move on to the tips and tricks section. What do you have for us this week, Doug? So my tip is related to the whole backup and restore. And this program or script... It's got a pretty funny name. It's called Big Dump. And what this lets you do is import large MySQL files into a database. So one issue that I've come across when dealing with large websites is that your MySQL backup can sometimes get pretty big. And if you're using PHP MyAdmin or maybe some other tool to manage your database, there's often a limit on the file size for an import. And even when you compress it, sometimes your backup is just too big for that limit. And, you know, this goes back to the whole problem of if, you, if you're making backups but you can't actually use them, then it becomes kind of useless. This lets you do is you FTP your SQL file into your installation, and then you can run the script, and it'll import the database using some kind of staggered algorithm so that you can, you can get a very large database uploaded without running into these limit issues. Interesting. So my tip this week is a bit technical as well. So if you're not technical at all, probably can turn off the episode now. But my recommendation is to check out Vagrant. So Vagrant lets you deploy and create development environments in a box. And 
In particular, there's a Vagrant box called WP Vagrant, which is a really nice um, testing environment. So when we're developing plugins, one thing that happens is sometimes a plugin works on PHP 5.2, but not on 5.3 or not on 5.4. So uh, using this WP Vagrant box, we can create multiple testing environments with different PHP versions and to test our plugins on all of those versions to make sure they run properly. There's another WordPress-related Vagrant box called Varying Vagrant Vagrants, or VVV, and that's more closely mimicking those production environments. So if you're a consultant who builds sites for clients, that one should probably be more interesting to you. So apparently um, WP Vagrant is also used by people contributing to the WordPress core to also make sure that all of their changes work with all of the PHP versions. When I was at WordCamp Philly at the developer day, they were discussing this and a bunch of us had it installed on our systems. All right, that's it for this episode. So you can leave a comment or voicemail and find the show notes with the links at wpcast.fm slash backups. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.